Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Monday, June 28th. It's the last week of June. I wonder if a lot of you are taking this week off going into Independence Day. I think probably more people are taking the following week off. Number of folks that I know are taking two weeks off because no one took vacation amid COVID. So it's like everyone's got money to burn and time to burn. And I hope you are doing that. But maybe before you go away or maybe before you do a staycation or maybe just before you disconnect from real life, shoot us an email with your financial questions. Our email address is askjill at jillonmoney.com. Askjill at jillonmoney.com. If you are on our website, you can just click the contact button and we will get your message. You know what's so great? If you're on the website and you are doing that, then you might as well just say, I'll come on the air live with you. Do you know why? It's a better experience. It's it's better for, for both of us. I think it's even better for the listeners. That's what Dan did. He's on the line from Pennsylvania. Dan, is it a better show? Do you like listening to me read emails? Don't you like hearing other people's voices? Absolutely. It personalizes it. Yeah, exactly. So let's personalize it, Dan and PA. What's going on? Well, thanks so much for having me on, Joe. I'm a big fan of the show. Love your book. And thanks for all you do. I have a question about life insurance. Uh, kind of two things prompted me. One was your policy genius reads at the beginning of the shows. And two, you know, you've had some calls over the last couple of months where people are doing their financial rundown. They mention they have X dollars life insurance. And you say, hey, I think you need a little more. So my question is, how do you determine how much a person should get? I'm curious how much you think for both my wife and I, um, I've done some internet research that kind of has that 10 times income, yes. other factors, but wanted your expert opinion on the matter. Okay. So tell us a little bit about you and your wife. How old are you, Dan? We're both 37. Okay. Kids? Two kids, three and six. And do you own your own home? Yes. We have a home uh, worth about 700000 mm. with a 30-year mortgage, 340 k Mm-hmm. At 2.625%. <gasps> did you refi last year? I did about 10 months ago. It was like August, oh, September. My God. Right you, right at the bottom. I mean, it was, hold on a yeah. second. Let's just, I want to take a breath. It's a 30 year mortgage, 2.625%. I know. It's crazy. Oh, right? Never make an extra payment. Never. I won't. Never. That might be the best trade you ever made for your life. That's unbelievable. How much do you guys make? Uh, I make about 160k salary, and her, uh, my wife, 85. Okay. And do you both have retirement plans? 
Yeah, we have uh, combined about uh, 700K and some rollover IRAs and our current 401Ks and then 100K and a Roth IRA. Great. How much are you contributing to the retirement accounts now? Uh, I think both of those are around 10% of our salary. All right. How about non-retirement money? Anything that's socked yeah. away? About um, 100K and some brokerage, non-retirement stocks, mutual funds, um, 529 plans, about hmm. 100K. You said 100 in the brokerage and then another 100 in the 529s? Correct. Look at you. Do you have rich parents? Who's putting all that money in those 529 plans? So, you know, when uh, first daughter was born about six years ago, we did put some money away. And yeah, we've had some, the grandparents do an annual contribution on their birthday. So that's definitely helped as well. I would like to see you up your retirement, even if it's at the mm -hmm. expense of the 529s. I so know. I knew I, you were going to say that. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, and it's the re fine. The reason being, of course, that especially if you know, you've got grandparents who are helping out. I really mm. think that you need to be at 19500 for you. Is that money that's in the brokerage account from just excess savings? Like, where did that money come from? Yeah, that's kind of from me in my mid-early 20s, having, you know, excess income to put away, investing it in Vanguard mm -hmm. and some individual stocks. So you're not contributing to that brokerage account right now. You're, in other words, free cash flow is going to the 529s. Is that fair to say? Correct. Yeah, that brokerage account's kind of just buy and hold at this point. Okay, yes. got it. Okay, that's fine. All right, let's see. What else do we have? We got the house. We got the money. And do you have an emer is your emergency reserve fund part of that brokerage, or do you have a separate cash account uh, for that? Cash, I have about nine months on hand. Okay, good. Do you guys feel both of you secure in your jobs at this point? Yes. When I think about running um, insurance calculators, the, I, I look at all these aspects of your financial life. And we want to try to figure out is, well, what would the immediate cash needs be, right? And the immediate cash needs would be like, if you, God forbid, were to drop dead tomorrow, obviously, your wife is not going to be able to support all the bills that are necessary on 85 grand a year. Plus, I mean, it is also possible potentially possible that if something bad were to happen to you sooner, like not 15 years from now, but, you know, in the next five years, that your wife may be in the situation where she's like, um, my husband just died and I'm not leaving my kids with a nanny, you know? So it may be that she'll have zero income. And I think that that's something to really pay attention to, because if that's the case, then the insurance need would go up, right? And it really would only happen, and this is like the funky thing about insurance, it would only happen, you know, while the kids are really little. It may not happen, you know, later down the road. So right now, um, you've got these immediate needs. And then the other question is that, you know, if you satisfy the immediate needs, what would the longer term needs be? Would you want to have a bunch of money put aside so that your wife didn't have to work for, you know, 10 or 15 years? Would you want to actually leave enough so that, she could retire, you know, with her next husband who she won't love as much as you, but that, you know, she hits her retirement goals and you set that up upon death of your, you know, the first spouse death. So those are like these weird questions that are always under the surface of the, the general, like instead of saying 10 times income, these are more nuanced questions to ask yourself about life insurance. Right. And so I think as I hear you say it, I have a number in mind for insurance. So tell me, what did the calculator tell you that you needed in life insurance for each of you? I mean, it was basically just a 10 times calculator. And then I've read some other stuff in you know, between six and 10. Um, so I guess for her, it was about 850. And for me, 1750 or whatever. I, I don't know if it was rounded to the nearest 250. 
Right, right. Because you have so much money that's already saved, you're on track to only need this coverage while the kids are little. You know, so if you think about it, you need a 20-year term policy. You need 20 years, and you probably don't even need it for 20. You probably need it for like maybe 15, but you might as well get 20 because it's cheap anyway. The way you're describing it to me, I probably would look at 2 million and 1 million. 2 million for you, a million for her, and a 20-year term. And it's just not that much more expensive to have extra coverage. But those are the, the, the reason why I asked all those questions really has to do with what you'd want to cover. And because insurance is cheap when you're younger and you're not going to do this forever, this is just a bill that you have and you put it into the, the you know, you sort of plug it into your, your normal annual cash flow and you don't worry about it. And that's my two cents. Does that make sense to you? My yeah, two guess, cents make sense? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I guess so. You know, the fact that our savings are, you know, significant, that did that sway you in your calculation? To yeah. Take le- yeah. Because if you had no savings, yeah, then I'd say I'd, oh, I'd, I'd probably do more. Okay. So and you probably don't even need as much as I'm saying. It's just that in the intermediate, in the short to intermediate term, meaning until these kids are like 10 or 12, you've got a gap. So essentially, I'd love it if you could, if this, but it makes no economic sense to do this. But what would be great is to be like, oh, I have a 10 year term policy because it's so much cheaper to, it's so cheap to get insurance at your age. You're better off getting a longer term just in case. If you or your uh, wife would inherit a bunch of money or, you know, you would have some help, you probably could drop the coverage amounts back to more like, you know, one and a half million and seven fifty. But I don't know the circumstances of the parents, and I always, I'm always a little cautious about that because you know, parents, your parents are probably young and everything's good with them. But God forbid something bad happened, then they start burning through their own money. So I just want to make sure that if that's the case, be very clear. Like, oh no, they have a ton of money. We're good. Yeah, I think that's a good qualitative thing. I mean, all four grandparents are healthy, well off, mostly retired or fully retired, and if something happened in the, you know five, 10 year range, I'm pretty confident they would be there for any financial, emotional child care support. Okay. So then let's, let's pull it back. Then I think it is probably the one and a half, 750 kind mm-hmm. of range. Okay, good. That helps. Yeah. Of course, you know, when the spouse one dies, if spouse two is committed to marrying someone wealthy, then it would be even less, but you'd right. have okay. to really be committed to that goal. It's not something you can plan for, right? Some people do, I guess. <laughs> I guess. More power to them, right? Um, you guys have your estate documents done? Yes, yes. You know what? Just out of curiosity, do you have life insurance through work? Yeah, my wife has about only 250 at this point. We were trying to get her a policy, but it was when she was pregnant, so they recommended mm-hmm. we waited. And, then, and I have a, currently a 500K policy. That's what I would do. I would just, I would replace it and get the coverage you need. And I think one and a half and 750 sounds like the right amount. Some of this is, um, you know, you can really go nuts with the calculators, but you have a lot, you do have a lot of money and you're going to be okay, you know, and you know, you hope you never need it. And which is, you know, always the way we talk about life insurance, but it's good to have the coverage and kind of get this thing set in stone, right? Yeah, absolutely. Sounds like you're in great shape. Anything else we can help you with today? No, thanks so much, Joe. Really appreciate it. Uh, We are delighted to help you out. If you've got an insurance question, maybe it's a term versus whole life. Maybe you want to know if you actually need to keep an old policy that's kicking around. Maybe you have a policy that you bought years ago and we can tell you you don't need it anymore. That could be kind of a fun way to save some money. Give us a holler. Our email address is askjill at jillonmoney.com. 
askjill at jillonmoney.com. Don't forget to follow us, Jill on Money. We're on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. We have a big social media presence, which Mark manages. And we have this nifty weekly newsletter. It comes out every Friday. So go to jillonmoney.com and you can enroll, subscribe, and get that free weekly newsletter. And by the way, while you're there, check out our other podcast. Our new one is called Eye on Money. Okay, as always, please try to do something nice for someone else today. Grit, growth, grace. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.